This is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap at KFGO.com. My name is Ryan Janke, and I've got Corey Litton here with me. Again? Again. All e- right. Every time, all the time. <laughs> I think I've only missed like two weeks since we started, so that's that's pretty good. It's been over a year. Yeah, that's true. It's been, yeah, well over a year now, I suppose. So, yeah, good good attendance record for both of us. It's not bad. It, I if, think I missed that many days of high school. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got action. We've got uh, NASCAR. They had a road course going on. Uh, World of Outlaws. They were at Knoxville. We had some local racing, and uh, we'll get you all caught up on that right now, starting with Sunday, June 11th at Sonoma. 110 laps to start the race for stage. No, excuse me. The whole race was 110 laps. Yep. I'm getting carried away already. Uh, 25 laps to start stage one. Denny Hamlin took off at the start on the 17th anniversary of his first win. On lap two, Daniel Suarez lost 20 spots after missing a shift. Hamlin walked away from the field, building up a nearly four-second lead as the stage wound down. Denny Hamlin won stage one with Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, A.J. Allmendinger, Michael McDowell, Tyler Reddick, Chris Busher, Ty Gibbs, Alex Bowman, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. all scoring points. We move on to stage two. That was 30 laps, not 110. Having no stage break cautions meant green flag pit stops and multiple pit, pit strategies. Several cars outside of the t- top 10 chose to short pit, whereas the cars earning stage points stayed out until after the stage was over. The start of stage two was where Martin Truex Jr.'s car came to life. Truex Jr. overcame a nearly four-second deficit to take the lead from Denny Hamlin on lap 33. The first caution came out on lap 50 when a tire rolled out of Zane Smith's pit stall. That brought all the lead lap cars that had yet to pit to pit road. Martin Truex Jr. came out of the pits first, followed by Christopher Bell, Michael McDowell, Denny Hamlin, and Chris Busher. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Austin Dillon, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, and Daniel Suarez all stayed out. Kyle Busch held on for the stage win with Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, William Byron, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Austin Dillon, Martin Truex Jr., Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, and Kevin Harvick all getting stage points, that takes us to the race to the finish. That's one of the things, though, I really liked about that race is that not having the stage break caution, you mm-hmm. know, not having the, the uh, designated caution in that one. It's, it's, it, 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 played out, uh, it played out quite well here for the uh, strategies that were going out on this uh, race. It, it made things interesting again. Instead of going for 30 laps, you went for the whole race or sure. know, eventually mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But, yeah, going to the race to the finish, which was 55 laps, Martin Truex Jr. was on a mission to regain the top stop, a spot after restarting eighth after the caution. By lap 58, Truex Jr. made his way up to fifth, a lap later fourth. By lap 63, it was third. And by lap 64, it was second. On lap 64, contact between Ty Gibbs and Austin Dillon caused Dillon to spin out in turn 11. Uh, Dillon was able to get it refired and the race stayed green. On lap 69, Truex Jr. had eaten up a nearly three-second gap between him and Kyle Busch to retake the race lead. Green flag pit stops started uh, on lap 73. When they all cycled through on lap 81, Truex Jr. reassumed the lead with a 1.82-second lead over Tyler Reddick. Ten laps later, the caution flag waved for the second time when Denny Hamlin clipped the wall in turn 12 and spun in in the front stretch, and that brought everybody to pit road except Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, and Ryan Blaney. 
Winning the race out of pit road was Martin Truex Jr., followed by Kyle Busch, Chris, Chris Busher, Joey Logano, and Ross Chastain. Elliott led the field back to green with 15 to go, but it only took one lap for Truex to retake that lead. Tyler Reddick blew a right front tire, but was able to make it a pit road. He actually did something kind of funny. You remember um, at Sonoma when they used to have the two pit roads and they called the one Gilligan's Island? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I do remember that. He, uh, <laughs> Tyler Reddick actually spun around in Gilligan's <laughs> Island and went back to where the pit road was, which they made him serve a penalty, but I mean... Hey, at least he didn't bring out a caution. That's true. Um, Eric Almarola had a spin in the same lap, but he was able to get going. A lap later, Josh Balicki spun in turn eight, but was able to get that that going uh, uh, as well. With 10 laps to go, Eric Jones spun at turn three and kept going. It was seven laps to go, Ryan Blaney spun out in turn seven. And to make it worse, Ryan Blaney was spun by Chase Briscoe in turn two right after that. Despite all the trouble on the track, the race stayed green. All right, here we go. Here's the call. Through turn 12 and Martin Masters Sonoma. Martin Truex for Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota gets his second win of the season. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. I told you it was a one and up. I felt bad for him. Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> bad for him. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, cruised to a nearly four-second win over Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Chris Buescher, Chase Elliott, A.J. Allmendinger, Michael McDowell, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and Ross Chastain rounding out the top ten. Uh, my guy Blaney finished in 31st after uh, doing uh, 900 points worth of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> well, so that shakes out the points this way. And first, Martin Truex Jr. with 525. I like that number for some reason. Uh, second, for no particular reason at all. Uh, second, William Byron, uh, 13 points back. Ryan Blaney, third, 24 points back. And fourth is Ross Chastain, 24 points back. They're tied right now, our guys. Yeah. Uh, We're out for blood now. And in fifth place is Kevin Harvick, 25 points back. Uh, the ratings, uh, Fox's final race of the season drew a 1.65 rating with 2.912 million viewers, which was up 700,000 viewers from last year. More proof that nobody is watching. <laughs> well, you know that people are watching. Um, did you see, uh, have you been following the uh, Mike Joy criticism that's been going on? Not really. Okay. Uh, no. Oh, uh, he, he got he got ripped again this week uh, for making a few. I, you know, you're live. You're, you know, thinking on the fly like I am right now, and you make mistakes. And he made a couple, and people are saying that uh, he's it 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 should be curtains for Mike Joy as far as his NASCAR broadcasting. Is he like seventy? I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's been around for quite a while, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's still one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be able to go out on his own terms, and you know, I mean, I'd like to see a lot of those people attempt to, qual- to call a race. It's not as easy as you think. No, especially <laughs> no, I've it, never called one, but I can yeah. tell you, it's not as easy as you think. There's a lot of people that don't want me to call them anymore, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, only a few that, that message the pages and think we actually pay attention, but. Uh, <laughs> But they don't realize that they're talking to automated messages. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not easy to do it. And like you said, it's live. You're going to flub things. Yeah. I mean, I just about swore right there, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're going to mess up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it happens. And, and uh, you know, it's live. You can't take it back. And, and it's easy when you're sitting at home and you've got, you know, you're, no pressure on you. Nobody's listening to you. You're sitting in your living room looking at the TV and and then you have the unfortunate sometimes ability to get on social media and and rip somebody to shreds for you know 
however long you feel like is I mean, necessary. I, I've heard I've heard a lot of people that should retire that mm-hmm. are that are announcing, but I'm of the opinion that you should be able to go out on your own on your own terms. Yeah, as long as you're not as you don't drop in, in something that is like incredibly offensive. Right. Um. Yeah. There's, you should yeah, be able there, to go on your own terms. There's exceptions. Yeah. But. Um, or you know, violate several FCC rules. Right, <laughs> there are rules in place. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, next up is uh, June the twenty fifth. Uh, they're taking a week off. Then they go to Nashville Super Speedway. That is a six o'clock uh, scheduled start time on NBC. We'll see how NBC does uh, with their scheduled advertised start time compared to the actual green flag start time. <laughs> Yeah, I think I actually did catch the beginning of the race before I had to go out to Buffalo River on Sunday, and I think I was only it was only about like seventeen minutes off of what they said it was going to be. So yeah, <laughs> yep. So well, that takes us to uh, World of Outlaws news on Friday, June the 9th, and Saturday, June tenth, they were at Knoxville Raceway, the famed Knoxville Raceway. The fi- the Friday race had Austin McCarl who led who he led the field degree, but only took three laps. For Blackjack Brian Brown to track down and pass McCarl. Uh, the Knoxville regular checked out and uh, led the remaining 22 laps, and he won by 4.637 seconds Ooh. over Rico Abreu, who uh, stole second from Brad Sweet at the line. Uh, Donnie Schatz finished in the ninth spot. We actually watched that on Friday while we were un- under a rain delay. Oh, okay. Yep. We had, th- we had two different races on at the same time in the booth. <laughs> <clears throat> the, uh, the rain delay wasn't that long, though, was it? For us, yeah. yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Uh, it, it, uh, to uh, it only it didn't rain very long, but it was enough to where we had to dig the track up. Oh. Well, we had to wait yeah. first because you don't you can't just throw something on there when it's really greasy. You got to let the moisture work in a little bit. Okay. And then uh, they dug the track up and then packed it all in. And by when it was all said and done, it was about a two hour rain delay. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, Saturday. Uh, David Gravel jumped out to the race lead over the previous night's winner, Brian Brown. On lap 15, the race would be stopped when Carson Macedo slammed into the wall in turn four, flipping several times and starting on fire. Macedo was knocked out in the impact, but was able to walk with assistance to the ambulance. When racing resumed, Gravel picked up where he left off, leading every lap, making the victory over taking the victory, excuse me, over Brian Brown and Garrett Williamson. Donnie Schatz finished in the 12th spot. And that was, I believe, the first World of Outlaws podium for Garrett Williamson. And, you know, a heck of a weekend for Brian Brown there. Um, yeah, going back to that accident with Carson Macedo, that was that was really bad. I mean, he was through going, he was about halfway through turns three and four, and the car just went straight all of a huh. sudden. I don't know if something broke in the front end or what, but yeah, the car just took off and went right to the, right to the turn four wall. And while he was flipping... The actual fire suppression system that they have in the car, the fire bottle, yeah, that actually fell out of the really? of the car and onto the track and and almost exploded on the track. It oh was, wow! It was leaking out the entire time. But um, yeah, the the good news is, I mean, the worst part of it was he had a concussion. That's that, the worst part. That's yeah. I mean, that could have been real bad because like said, so the angle that he took off at, how big that track is, how much speed he had to have been carrying at that point on the racetrack. Uh, just uh, the good news is he was knocked out. That yeah, was it. Right. Uh, but yeah. So uh, we go to the points where Brad Sweet is the point leader. Uh, 39.08. David Gravel is in second. He's 14 points back. Uh, Carson Macedo sitting in third currently also uh, 30 points back. 
Um, I don't. I haven't really heard anything. Uh, I haven't really checked to see if he's going to be racing at all all this weekend. Okay. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully he can get back. But uh, hopefully not too quickly. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. if he's got a concussion, I'm sure he'll have to go through protocol for that and and uh, make sure that he's you know not dizzy or or what. I've never had a well. I don't think I've ever had a concussion, so I don't know what that you know all entails. But I've had several. Um, big surprise, right? Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've uh, I've known uh, there was a driver that I know that had a, had a concussion uh, racing a sprint car in when he one of his first races back was he was racing with the Outlaws, and the all the Outlaws use a kind of a softer tire, so that picks up vibrations a little bit more, like because uh, it's more pliable and it moves around. So it'll vibrate, it'll vibrate really good, really bad in a, in yeah. a car. And he said he had to pull off because his vision started to get blurry from from the shaking from the tires. So okay, I mean that's that's a factor you have to look at. I mean every concussion is different. Yeah, I mean because uh, every brain is different, and every level of a concussion is different. So hopefully it's not bad. He just was hopefully he just knocked out a little yeah. bit. Um, right. But yeah, he's <clears throat> hopefully he can get back in uh, uh, very soon. But uh, yeah. yeah, going back to the points, uh, Logan Schuhart's sitting in fourth, 162 points back. Donnie Schatz in fifth, 202 points back. All right, next up is Friday, June 16th. That is uh, tomorrow night, and Saturday, June 17th, uh, Beaver Dam Raceway in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Where were you at? Where was I? Yeah. Um, okay, Friday, June 9th was Red River Valley Speedway for the Bison Battle in West Fargo. After a two-hour rain delay, the second annual Bison Battle was one to remember. By the way, this one got rescheduled, I think, three times last year <laughs> for, really? for rain. So it was great that we got it in on the first one. Um, Andy Spud Wagner continued his previous night's dominance at his home track in Ada by leading every lap and winning by 2.286 seconds over John Sandvig and Austin Verilrude in the sport mods. Then we moved on to the Legends where Preston Martin started 12th and took the lead coming out of turn four on the final lap to win over Ryan Brasseth by .056 at the second uh, er, at the line for uh, uh, Martin's first Red River Valley Speedway win, uh, which that wasn't even the best race of the night, too. Wow. Um, the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg needed only three laps to charge up from eighth to earn his second win in just as many days over the trash man Randy Klein and Kelly Jacobson. Then in the race saver sprint cars, Hollywood Ty Wilkie ran a blisteringly fast lap of 13.159 seconds. That's a 102 mile an hour average Woo. in a with a 305 motor in that car. Um, nice. So, so like just for uh, just to co- for comparison, the outlaws when their sprint cars are out there, uh-huh. they're running four and ten inch uh, cubic inch motors, and he had a 305. Wow! So he was fast. <laughs> Uh, and I was on his way to win his second straight Red River Sprint Series feature over Andy Paik and Tyler Rabenberg. Hobby Stocks, the Blackjack Express, Tim Church led every lap to earn his first win over the year over Brody Eckert and Blake Anderson. And the next one up was easily a con, uh, contender for race of the year. That was in the Modifieds for the Bison Battle. Um, Dave Shipley led the first 23 laps of the 40-lap event, but when he caught traffic, that's when Aaron Johnson found him. Johnson and Shipley battled side-by-side side for the next several laps until the caution flag would fly. Then Johnson would lead for 16 laps until the caution would fly with one lap to go. A one-lap dash would determine who would come home with the uh, either $2,000 or $1,000 Wow! for the win out that one. And, and don't forget, 
every lap that you led, you mm-hmm. got 50 bucks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that was yep. part of the gimmick that we had with this one. So Dave Shipley had already. I don't want to do that math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was a bit. Um, couple hundred bucks, but uh. So Johnson entered into turn three high in this uh, last lap dash. Shipley would throw a slider on him. Johnson applied the crossover move and looked to win the drag race to the stand, but Shipley found that last little burst of speed, winning over Johnson by only .006 seconds at the line. Man, and that's close. Um, I know I heard the the replay of it. Uh, like we, we put a highlight clip of the last lap dash out there uh, on the, uh, the Red River Valley Speedway Facebook page and yeah, I was I was blown up pretty good on that one. I was I was uh, my voice hit a different octave. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up next for them? That'll be Friday, June sixteenth, the Stock Car Kingpin Clash, Stock Car Meet and Greet Night, and that uh, get there early. It starts at six thirty with the meet and greet down front. We bring all the cars down front from the Stock Car class, and with the, as many of them that have been popping up over the last several years, there's gonna be plenty of drivers down there. So you're gonna you can go down there, you can meet and greet the drivers. They usually have tons of giveaways, nice and stuff to 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 for the kids and for you know older than average kids. Yeah, I was gonna say if nothing else, the kids will dig that. Right, that'll be, they'll they'll really like that. Uh, Saturday, June 10th, Viking Speedway in Alexandria, Minnesota. Started off the night with the Midwest Modifieds. Taylor Bitson took the lead from Tate and Blasic with nine laps to go for his second Viking Speedway win over the year over Travis Ingebretson and Sean Olson. Moved on to the street stocks. At the halfway point of the street stock feature, J.J. Duberta's engine let go, causing fluid to be leaked all over turn three and a pileup to ensue. By the way, J.J. Duberta is the only driver that I know of so far this year that is driving a station wagon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I think it looks awesome, nice. but uh, yeah, unfortunately, he had a he had a motor issue and it uh, it made an inspection hole, as we like to call it. Huh. Um, so right after that, Nick Shemansky he spun sideways. Tanner Horn had nowhere to go, spinning sideways as well, hitting Shemansky, and the impact put Horn on his side. Wait, one one point. Wait, is he related to Tom? Who? Tom? No, no, it's different spelling. Oh, different spelling. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's from Perm too, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, so, but but uh, yeah, the impact put Horn on his side, which scored him one point. Um, and the good news is all drivers were okay. I even in, interviewed uh, uh, Tanner Horn on the racetrack, and he actually was kind of laughing it off. So it was it was a pretty funny interview. Um, after the carnage, Davy Cruckton was able to outrun Nitro Jimmy Williams and Roger Burkness to get his first ever Viking Speedway win. Then we went up to uh, the short trackers next with eight laps to go. A caution would come out for Andy Book who had a small fire under the hood of his car. No big deal. Just fire. <laughs> it's just, um, just fire. I, 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 have to, I have to credit Justin the Flagman out there at, a, at a <laughs> Viking Speedway for not, uh, not really saying uh, what was going on. But he's like, okay, yellow, 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 uh, 22, pull into the uh, turn three official. This is coming out of, out of turn two. So I'm listening on the receiver along with having the radio feed to my to my uh, headset also so that I can hear, you know, what the announcer's saying. Uh-huh. So I'm listening to uh the flagman telling the driver to pull into the turn 3 official. He's like just slow down, turn in, turn in, turn in, turn in and then uh stop, your car's on fire. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Nonchalant. Kept, kept everybody calm. I, I mean, I saw the fire coming out of it, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not that big. Huh. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, on the restart, uh, Toothpick Cole Campson took the lead, uh, and he picked up a win number three this year at Viking Speedway. And this is the first one that didn't uh, come because of a disqualification to the original winner. 
So we finally wow. got to actually have a victory lane celebration. So Sweet. I thought that that was really awesome. He's a good kid. Um, yeah, been, uh, finishing in second was Nick Hiles and Jeff Rohner was the third place finisher. In the Super Stocks, Bailey Rosh took the lead right away but found himself in traffic in just six laps. That's when Mopar Matt Miller made his move. Couldn't have used more alliteration on that line. Uh, Miller <laughs> split a lap car and uh, Rosh to take the lead, and that's where he would stay winning over Trevor Sauer and Bailey Rosh. And in the Modifieds, Justin Freming took the lead on a uh, on a late race restart from uh, Brett Hoyam and must have had a horseshoe in his fire suit because Brady Gertis... <laughs> Just about got by Freming twice, just as the caution came out. Um, Freming held on for his second Viking Speedway win of the year over Gertis and Brendan Blasick. All right. Next up is uh, Saturday, June 17th, Napa Free Grandstand Night. That's right. It's 6.30 uh, start time. I've, I, uh, I, By the way, I have, I have to say it was really awesome getting to work with Ron Krogh again out there. Yeah. Uh, but going back with the Napa free grand uh, free grandstanding, they have free tickets at Napa in uh, in uh, Alexandria. So just stop by and you can get your free tickets and go enjoy a, a night at the races with your family or even people you don't like. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That free, you, you can't beat it. And it's those are the those are the things where hey, if you've never been, just go. You don't, it's have free. To, you don't have to stay the entire time, but you know what? They do a really good job out there. They have a hard 1045 uh, limit curfew. Okay. Uh, and they usually get done by 10, Okay, if, if that. Well, and, you know, it's it's free. So like you said, you don't have to stay the whole time if you don't want to. But, hey, if if it's free, you've never been, maybe you've got a kid, take them out there. Who knows? Maybe you'll be going every week after that. Right. I mean, what what's the worst that could happen? Right. So They enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday, June 11th, you were at Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon, Minnesota. Night start off on a pretty happy note out there with Andrea Jacobson in the Hobby Stocks. She led every lap on the way to earning her first career feature win on Sunday over Todd Gettle and Chad Visser. Pretty awesome out there. That's Actually, uh, all the Jacobsons that are racing have had a win at Buffalo River Speedway this year. So, hmm. so Scott Jacobson, who is the dad of both Kelly and Andrea, and uh, Kelly's got Kelly got a win week two, and now Andrea picked up the win on week three. So cool! That's pretty awesome. In the short trackers, it was Sean Beto who passed nine cars to get his first Buffalo River Speedway win over Big Timber John Hecox and Hunter Hunter Goulet. In the lightning sprints, when the easiest names to say as well as spell, Dexter Devergston uh, came down to Buffalo River for the first time this year, <laughs> and he left undefeated. Uh, scoring the win over Dylan Langevin and Kate Taves. By the way, I, I I find it funny. I probably said it several times, but the class that has the most difficult to spell or pronounce names is the Lightning Sprints. Really? You have, Just across the board. Yeah, huh? Dylan Langevin, Dexter DeVergston, um, there's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex and uh, Alan Trushinsky. Um Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, it's... And they've actually had a few other drivers that don't race in that class anymore that were pretty awful uh, to spell also. I mean, great people, but <laughs> their names are bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we moved on to the Legends class where a nasty accident caused an early end to the Legends feature with several cars piling up in the front stretch, including Elzada Bitker, who had to be transported out, for a ho- uh, out to a hospital for observation. Good news is no broken bones, but she had a concussion, so it's looking like it... If she does come back to racing, it might be a while mm-hmm. yet for her. Um, Sean Weiss was declared the winner, which was his first win at the Buffalo River Speedway. 
And uh, he, he was the winner over Colin Compson and Ryan Brasseth. Uh, then in the Modifieds, it was Tyler Hall leading every lap in the Modified main event to win his first win of the year over Alan Kent and Nick Curtis. All right. Next, they are back uh, this Sunday, June the 18th, 6 o'clock start time. Kids, bring your fathers out for Father's Day. There you go. Good. It's happy hour at 4 o'clock. Good. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so drop dad off. <laughs> <laughs> Come back a little bit later and enjoy the races with them. Uh, Monday, June 12th, you were at the Red River Cart Club. That's right. The uh, uh, night started off. Haley Jacobson got the first win of the, uh, of the night in the uh, novices. Then it was Lincoln Corinta winning in the rookie ones. Tommy 2-2 Taves. His number's 22. So I figured, yeah, you know, let's keep up the alliteration. Yep. Um, Tommy 2-2 <laughs> Taves. Anybody can rhyme. Yeah, not a lot of people can do alliteration. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, did you run the tutu nickname by? Tommy? Yes, you yeah. did. Okay, like, Tommy Tutu Taves. Yeah, huh? okay. And he goes, yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is when he's, he <laughs> we do the draw and the uh, stuff uh, in the in the announcer booth with <laughs> with our official. <laughs> so I get to see all the kids. They come up and they're at the door. Yeah, and, and so I you know get to get to mess with them a little bit too sure that's funny <laughs> that's where we come up with a lot of this but uh arlen Kenyon, he ended up winning in the uh 206 blue slide class zayden broughton won in the 206 black slide class then it was stevenator olsen who finally remembered to put gas in his cart and he cruised <laughs> to the adult stock win uh, yeah which was funny uh so i have like a sound effects board on my uh my computer that i use for used to a lot of times oftentimes make fun of the cautions make light of them uh-huh um when it's nothing serious and Steven, he uh, started dead last in the second round of heat races and was leading by t- by turn two, and then the thing just spun out on him. <laughs> and then he couldn't get it restarted. I'm like, what's going on here? And he came around just before the feature races. I said, what, Steven, what's going on with your cart? What what happened? He goes, I didn't put gas in it. <laughs> so I got I got to hit the sound clip from Sling Blade. Ain't got no gas in it. Yeah, I love it. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, next up. Uh, is this coming Monday, 6.30, free. Yes, you can't beat free. More free. What else happened? Well, uh, Friday, June 9th, River City Speedway, the Wayne Anderson Cup qualifier in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Trey Hess won in the street stocks. Lance Schill won in the Midwest Modifieds. Cole Schill, no relation, uh, won in the late models. And Brendan Mullen was your Wayne Anderson Cup qualifier winner in the sprint cars. Next up, Friday, June 16th, Lightning Sprint, 7 o'clock start time. Saturday, June 10th, they were in the J- at Jamestown Speedway for the Don Gumke Racers Memorial. A great, great man, great racer, and uh, one of my many heroes that I've had in the sport. Uh, Derek Abbott, he ended up winning the Bombers to start the night off, and it was Preston Martin who won on the Legends. Jackson Carroll won in the Junior Slingshots. Aaron Michael won in the Midwest Modifieds. Casey Usatis won in the Street Stocks. And Travis Tooley won in the Modifieds, which I believe was his first ever win at the Jamestown Speedway. And that's not a bad one to do when you win the win the Don Gumpke Racers Memorial. Sweet. Congratulations on that one. Uh, next up, Saturday, June 17th, Mama Vetter Hobby Stock Challenge, 7 o'clock start time. What else is going on? Well, Thursday, June 15th, that's today. Uh, that's that is. Che- Cheyenne Speedway Moonshine Mod Tour in Lisbon, North Dakota. It's 7 o'clock. Um, of course, the Kingpin Clash is going on in eight at the Norman County Raceway tonight. That's also seven o'clock start time. Um, KRA Speedway in Wilmer. That'll be a, a seven o'clock start time for them. Uh, and guess what? They finally get an opening night in at Tri County Speedway yeah. in Wishing. They struggled to get it going, but they got it going tonight. I'm not going to make it though, unfortunately. Well, it starts at seven thirty. If you leave now, you'll get there in time. Um, 
Then uh, Friday, June 16th, it'll be I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls. That'll be a 7 o'clock start time. All right. We had some rollovers this week. It just won. We had a little tip over. But uh, as we mentioned earlier, when Tanner Horn uh, tipped his street stock on its side Saturday, June 10th, at the Viking Speedway, he became the seventh entrant into the unintentional rollover contest with a score of one point. Horn is currently in a three-way tie for fifth. Rick Schultz still is leading in this one <laughs> by a lot. All right. Well, we are right in the heart of racing season. If you can, get out and enjoy a race. The weather's been great lately. Uh, we got a little bit of smoke we're dealing with right now, but uh, hopefully that'll blow on out of here and uh, we can have some uh, just fun times out at the races. You know, Willie Nelson was here a couple of weeks ago, but yep. the smoke still remains for some reason. <laughs> the smoke is hovering. So, all right. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. You can also find us at kfgo.com. And uh, remember to catch Corey Litton every Friday morning at 640 on 790 and 104.7 FM for the KFGO Morning Crew on KFGO. So... For Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.